Reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, Anchalila, Chapter 1 of the text 249. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Ketokshane Mahaprabhu Sri Garanga Sundara Swanubhave Vaise Vishnu Kartara Upara after a while, Sri Gauranga Mahaprabhu sat on the throne of Vishnu in his own ecstasy. Om Agana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmulatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Taitanya Mano Vistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripasindu Bayebacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Srivasa De Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Well, welcome to Krishna Bowl Sunday. Actually, there's a Super Bowl where the best football teams meet. There's also a Krishna Bowl. When I was in, joined in Dallas, Texas, my college roommate was a a, devo a devotee, and he was absorbed in Krishna's pastimes, absorbed. And he started this thing called Krishna Bowl, and actually someone donated a bowl. And uh, where, you know, you there's a, an, there was a college bowl where, you know, different colleges would add, add answer questions and they would answer questions on, on Krishna book. Um, and I remember it got to such an extent that there was a, um, a contest at the Rathiatra in 1974 with all the, you know, who would win the, the Krishna bowl. My team won. I mean, they were, you know, LA and different teams. Um, I remember we'd know every little fact and things. Anyway, Prabhupada stopped it. <laughs> he didn't somehow, he, he didn't think that this was the way to go. But, but anyway, we'll call this Krishna Bowl Sunday. And we're getting a, 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 a glance, I describe it, you know, th th these pastimes, 
this Chaitanya Bhagavat and the scriptures we got, they're like a, a, a Google map. They're like a Google, Google map to 500 years ago. And, and we're able to go to Nabadweep and, and, and zero in and, and, and see what was happening there at that time that the Supreme Lord appeared as his own devotee trying to get love of Godhead and he gets initiated and then with commitment changes consciousness I coined that phrase and he opens his heart to the to God's love that's in the heart of the devotees and then he begins his sankirtan pastime and and nocturnal kirtans with the devotees and then to fulfill the external and internal reason for his appearance the bahirangi hetu and the antarangi hetu to fulfill those He takes sannyas. The external reason is why he came for others to, dis to distribute. We should start with the internal reason. Why he came for himself is to taste this spontaneous love where God comes in his original form, his original loving form. And I, I coined another phrase that uh, personality is higher than position. The highest manifestation of God is his love. And position restricts, restricts love to, to one flavor, and that is reverence. So he wants to experience this intimate love of, of Krishna, he wants to taste it. God wants to taste that love. And he's gonna go to Jagannath Puri to do that and leave home to do that. And, and the external reason why he came for others is to preach Krishna consciousness and to give this to others. And he wanted the upadi, the position of sannyas, which is highly respected and use that position to influence people. Bara bara lok, Big people, he wants to influence people. Um, that's why when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he began his preaching, well, when he took sannyas, we see that he inspired Nityananda. Nadia Godhume Nityananda Mahajan. 
Patiyachinam hatha jivara karan shadavanjan he shadavanjan he Prabhu agyai bhai magie bhiksha Krishna mata Krishna pi to give. So Nityananda went out and Lord Chaitanya so he can be free for the uh, this experience but nonetheless he concentrated his direct preaching on very influential people and we look who who are the people who can't really carried lord chaitanya's legacy raganath dasko swami the son of the richest man in west bengal Gopal Bhattago Swami, the son of the head priest of the biggest temple in India, in South India. Rupa and Sanatan, the chief minister and the home minister of Bengal. Jiva Goswami, their nephew, and Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, the six Goswamis and Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, the most learned scholar, impersonalist, the, the um, scholar of Nabhanyaya, of logic, Prakasananda Saraswati in Benares, the, the, the head of, of, of the impersonalists, So, position can carry influence. And in the Van Ashram system, the guru of all the Vanas, the occupations and ashrams, the social positions is the sannyas. So he takes sannyas, this terrible separation you miss what you're attached to and the Tasmin Parma Prema Rup, the highest form of love is to God. And, and when that opens up in your heart, there's nothing that can impede it because you can't give anything better than it. And you can't cause any greater pain than giving it up. So once that begins, it's apratiyata, it's, it, it, it cannot be broken. It's so powerful and, and, and so thrilling that he um, he um, the residents feel so so much separation. Then he takes sannyas uh, from Keshav Bharti, and then uh, gradually he's on his way to Puri. That's his inner dictation to go to Jagannath Puri where he'll remain the last 18 years of his life. But on the way, he's gonna stop in Shantipur just outside of his hometown, Navadweep. And the devotees come, they were in so much separation. And then we just see with a scene, you know, what that means. They're chanting loudly 
And then they fall at Lord Chaitanya's feet and they're grabbing his feet and the, the tears are coming from their eyes. And they're drenching Lord Chaitanya and Lord Chaitanya embraces them. And, and the crying of the devotees, the emotions, it, it's practically heard over the three worlds. And then, you know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu begins to dance, Nidhira Madhurya, his hands, his feet, so sweetly. And the devotees begin collapsing and falling over each other and embracing each other. The swell, the ocean of Prem is just overwhelming any, and that's the nature of emotion. And this, the supreme emotion absorbs one to such a degree that one has no external cognizance outside of that mood. So what you're moved by is your emotions. And therefore, what does it look like? It looks like crying and laughing and falling and embracing. Um, roaring. And then Lord Chaitanya breaks out into the astika sattvika bhavs, the eight ecstatic symptoms. His hairs are standing on end. He's crying and he's roaring and he's trembling and he's falling and he's shaking. And we're in the midst of this kirtan and, and because Yajnai Sankirtana Prayujanti Hisamedasa, this is the highest spiritual and most powerful spiritual. Kaler Doshe Nidhe Rajan Eko Asti. Maha, there's only one good quality in this ocean of faults. So we're constantly seeing this throughout his whole, after he comes back from initiation, we see him, you know, Lord Chaitanya's activity may speak and preaching and then it explodes into this kirtan and then it explodes into this kirtan. It's just like if you had some deep attachment and someone dear to you had left. Someone dear to you had left and, you know, you couldn't say his name and every time you thought of him, you, begin, you broke down. So that type of heart and emotion in, 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 with, with Lord Chaitanya and just the, the slightest impetus called Udipan. Udipan means like a, a match for there to be rasa. There have to be this high love. There has to be a, something that lights it. And, and just seeing Lord Chaitanya and his dancing and seeing his smiling face, and it just lights that emotion to such a degree. So this is the scene we're in. Another one of these incredible absorbing kirtans. And I think if, if there's... You know, I think in the pandemic had some benefits and also some uh, had, you know, detriments and benefits. And I think one of the benefits, I'm, I'm writing my next Monday morning greeting. I encourage everyone to read it. I, it's really interesting. Even I sent it to... Uh, a friend of mine who's a philosophy professor, and if there's a logician and he's really intelligent, and if there's, if I'm, if, if I'm, I'm, you know, 
really thinking deeply and subtly and want to make sure that it's, he just thought, wow, this is great. He make, usually makes some suggestions or something on a sentence or something or a point, or sometimes he doesn't like something and I look at it, yeah, I should take that out. But um, it's, um, Hmm, one second. Anyway, sometimes I, I forget. I don't, I don't think it's, you know, old age yet. I think just some of my excitement, I go off on a tangent, but um, and then Janet will come back. So there, with this incredible joy and incredible emotion. And we're there with Lord Chaitanya, this is the scene that's happening. And, and now this is what happens. Such was the ecstasy manifest in Navadweep in the, those joyful pastimes of dancing and singing. After all, Lord Chaitanya sat on the throne of Vishnu in his own ecstasy. So we've explained this ontological position of, 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 of God that as the supreme, he's the supreme enjoyer and what he enjoys is his own potency of love. And to fully enjoy, he has to enjoy from the perspective of the lover of God. He has to enjoy from the perspective of, of the lover of God. Again, love is like an energy and the same energy is enjoyed but has a different flavor depending on whether you are the object of that love the beloved or the subject of that love the lover and i could give the example of motherly love the child experiences the mother experiences they're experiencing the same love but has a different taste from different perspectives so god wants to become his own devotee to appreciate love from that perspective but he also likes to enjoy love from the other perspective. That's what makes him the supreme enjoyer. He enjoys love both as the object and subject of love. So now he's in the mood of the devotee and he's dancing. And spontaneously now he shifts into the position of God or he, he assumes his position as God. Also to give the devotees that object of love because he's not just thinking of himself. So now in the middle of this, he's sitting on the throne. If I'm in separation, I'm sure many of you are, I'm in separation from Mayapur now. Actually, I'd be back in Vrindavan, one of the best times of the year, but previously I've been in Mayapur and I miss that time where I actually 
I actually go to Mayapur. Um, I really miss that time when I'm, I'm in Mayapur. And from my room in Mayapur, you can see the Srivas, you can see um, the yoga pit and then beyond the yoga pit, I mean, you walk out of the place I'm staying, you go to the main road, it's a 10, 15 minute walk. Three minutes, four minutes after that is Srivasangam where the Sankirtan mission began, where they had those nocturnal kirtans. And they have the deity of that pastime. And the pastime was, is that in the midst of these ecstatic kirtans, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sits on the throne as God, but not just to be God as the enjoyer, but because he's the Mo, the Mo Mahabhadanyaya, because he, Krishna Prema Pradayate, because the Mo Mahabhadanyaya, he's the most magnificent avatar, Krishna Prema Pradayate, and he's giving Krishna Prema. So he sits on that throne to enjoy the ecstasy of being God, but to really give the devotees the ecstasy of worshiping him in that form and to give mercy to his devotees. And it's so wonderful to go to that. I, I think the nicest kirtans, it's a very small, beautiful temple, going with a few devotees and just going there and just, oh, just letting your heart spontaneously chant and then singing the song of that pastime. Ki bajayo jaya goran chander aroti keso bha jai navitatavani jagamana lobha so look at this on the bank of the Ganga and it describes the song. Lord Chaitanya is on the throne. You see those deities. And on the, on the right is Nityananda, Bameg. On the left, Nikate Advaita Srini, Vasichatra. Vasichatra, holding the umbrella is, is Srivas Anga, Shri, uh, uh, is Srivas Thakur. Nikate Advaita, nearby is Advaita. Brahma Adi Kaur and Lord Brahma and the and so he has that relish. He has that relish, and that, and, and that that deity is there. My mind is there right now. I would take any risk to go there. As all the devotees stood around him with folded hands the Lord began to reveal his own glories. Now it's very special also when the Lord reveals his own glories because it, it, it's, it's, it's a mixed mood. 
one, he's Lord Chaitanya, he's the devotee, but now he's God. And he also has a relationship, an intimate relationship with these devotees. So it just enthuses that relationship. It never covers that relationship. It never covers that relationship. Just like the, the, the residents of Vrindavan, Krishna exhibits, um, Krishna exhibits these wonderful pastimes. What's it called? Um, oh my God. One second. He, exhi he exhibits these wonderful pastimes called um, Isha Chaitasa. Isha Chaitasa. Chaitasa, activities of God. And then he kills demons and he lifts up Govardhan Hill. But it never covers their love. It only inspires their love. My friend, my lover. And they see him in such a powerful way, but it never covers it. When Krishna is lifting up Govardhan Hill, which is a... Isha Chastita, it's an activity of Isha or God. Mother Yasoda is just cooking and feeding him, thinking that my son needs strength. And, and, and Nandamaraj is, is holding up a stick, fearful that the mountain will come down and crush him. So it's a beautiful feeling. And he says, Mushe Krishna, Mushe Rama, Mushe Naranai, Mushe Matsa, Mushe Korma, Varara Vamana, Musha Buddha, Koki Hamsa, Musha Haladar, Mushi Prishni Garbahaya, Griva Meshvara, Mushi Nila Chala Chandra, Kapilana Singha, Drisha Drishi Shabamori Charana Bringa. I am Krishna, I am Ram. I am Narayan, I am Matsya, I am Korma, I am Varaha and Vamana, I am Buddha, Kalki, Hamsa, and Haladar, I am Prishni Garbha, I am Hayagriva, I am Maheshwara, Lord Shiva, I am Nilachala Chandra, I am Kapila, I am the Shringa, all visible and invisible beings are servants of my lotus feet. So it also serves in terms of Gorlila, very important point, and we mentioned that many times, is that every relationship with Krishna, whether it's the gopis who have a conjugal feelings, or the parents who have parental feelings, or the friends who have a friendship, It's all in a mood of service. So the, the rasa or the love is held within the pot of dasya or the mood of servitorship. And especially for the readers who don't have that intimate feeling to keep the rasa of the story in the pot of their hearts as Lord Chaitanya is just acting so spontaneously, 
then this Aishvarya, this opulence, he's God, he's powerful, is being demonstrated and manifest. And what it does is it just keeps enough of that humble mood of servitorship to, to relish. I offer my obeisance to you, the cause of creation, Lord Matsya. Oh, that's another verse, one second. All the Vedas narrate my glories and qualities. Innumerable universes serve my lotus feet. So don't you hear this? Be there. You're doing these incredible kirtans with Lord, Lord Chaitanya, and, and you're he's being worshipped like as 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 guru. And you're doing these incredible kirtans and there people, there's so much actually falling over each other and there's crying and people are fainting and Lord Chaitanya is embracing everyone. And then he gets on the altar, he gets on the throne and he declares that he's God. And, and the, their hearts are just overwhelmed. I am all devouring time for everyone other than devotees. Simply by remembering me, one overcomes all difficulties. So I'm all devouring time except for devotees because they're acting on the platform of the soul. And when you act on the platform of the soul, your identity is eternal. And the activities that parallel the body of the soul don't end with the body. If you're chanting Hare Krishna and you're a devotee and you're identifying as a devotee, that activity that you like to do is an activity that will continue. But activities in relationship to the false ego, as nice as they are, material relationships and family and so many, they don't continue. So ayur varati ayur harati vai ayur harati vai pumsa udyan astan chayanyasa with the rising and the setting of the sun the life of every man decreases except one who is embracing a spiritual path and identifying with the soul ayur the life harati by udyan astan Ayur Harati, the Ayur, Ayurveda, the life, Harati decreases. Ujan Astan, Chayanyasa, with the rising of the setting of the sun. Except, so he's telling him, I am that time, I'm all devouring time. In the uh, Bhagavatam, the Akura Leela, the all devouring time is called bunjanga. Bunjanga, buja means arms, anga means limbs, refers to a snake because the snake doesn't have legs. It only has little, little arms kind of. And it's all devouring. It, 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 it destroys everything. And that's why the whole Bhagavatam is based on, I mean, this should be really our focus. Your question is glorious. 
It's the best question, it's the welfare, because what, it, what was the question that inspired Sukadeva Goswami to respond so enthusiastically, Varian Asha, Varian, excellent. Asha, te prashna, your prashna, your question is so excellent. Krita loka. Hita, welfare, krita loka. It, it does for everyone, welfare. Because what was the question? What is the duty of a man who's about to die? And what should he not do? Janma mrityu jara vyadi dukkha doshana darshanam. One of the qualities of knowledge mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita is janma mrityu, birth, death, jara, disease, janma mrityu jara, old age, jara vyadi, disease, dukkha doshana darshana. That one who is intelligent, dukkha darshana doshana. He sees the fault and the unhappiness. Dukkha doshana darshanam. He sees the fault and unhappiness is these four things. These are the real problems of life. So here, look, I'm, I'm, he's telling him, I am all devouring time. Other than the devotees. This is the whole point. This is what death is about. Death is the impetus to make the shift in consciousness from the temporary to the eternal. It's a shift. It's supposed to be there. It's supposed to be something we see. It's God's voice. It, it, it's at the end of the tunnel. God's voice is saying it will all be lost. Everything you're investing in will be gone. Invest in the eternal. That's so important for our life. How much time do we put investing in the eternal and understanding the self, which survives the dissolution of the body? It's such a serious point. And the psychology is to avoid that. Deha patya kali tradishu atma sanyes vishatva pi. Tesham pramatta nidanam. Pashana pi napashyati. Pashan, you see. Napashyati, you don't see. And what do you see? Deha patya kali tradishu. That these things will protect you in the world. There's, I'm, I'm writing the next Monday morning greetings on distinguishing between the Hare Krishna movement and the Hare Krishna mission. It's a very interesting dis discussion. And I, 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 I do it by referencing two scholars. One is Joseph T. O'Connell, who is, wasn't a devotee, but his PhD was on Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and he was a brilliant scholar. And he makes a very interesting distinction between the external and the internal. I'm not going to explain that one. And the second was this Franciscan friar called Richard Rohr. And he wrote a book called Falling Upward, 
And when he described that there's two parts of life, the first part of life is making the pot that sustains our spirituality, which it means that you know, the community, the, the family, the, the, the health, the occupation, the home, all these things we work at. And if we're a spiritualist, why do we work on them? Because we need to sustain our lives for the higher endeavor of Krishna consciousness. As Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, he, he, he was asked, what is the relationship between social and economic van ashram and spiritual life? And he described, what is the purpose of social and economic? It's physical, mental, and social peace. And he said, without physical and mental social peace, what is the question of the higher endeavor of self-realization? That's why in the Bhagavad Gita, it says, Suchinam Srimatam Gehe, Yoga, Brashta, Brajayate, that fallen yogis, they get born in families that enable them to put some time into spiritual life. So Richard Roy explains the first part of life is making the pot. And then he describes, it's very interesting, in, in the, the classical stories of the heroes, I think he's referring mostly to Greek literature, but is that at a particular time you have a crisis. And, and, and what is the crisis? That the material protective agents are challenged. And then without that, at a particular time of maturity, when you're ready and by God's mercy, then you take full shelter of the spiritual essence. But people forget that. And they feel that deha patya kalitra dishu, that the material protective agents become the objective rather than the spiritual essence that they're supposed to contain. That's what happens with institutions. The institution has a mission. The mission is a spiritual essence. So the institution is very important. But what can happen is the advancement and promotion of the mission becomes the mission rather than what the mission's about. So here you have this, this death, which is supposed to reflect and give you a perspective on the relationship between the sustenance of your spiritual life and the spiritual life itself, letting you know that the sustenance will not remain forever. And don't forget that essence because that essence, that spiritual consciousness, that's eternal. And therefore the Bhagavatam says, if you want to be fearless at the end of the life, then, 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 um, you want to be fearless at the end of life, then chant here and remember Krishna. So here, Lord Chaitanya, just it's so nice within this scene where he's declaring he's God out of compassion. He just says, and I am time. 
is everyone except the devotee. Simply by remembering me, one overcomes all difficulties. I delivered Dropadi from being dishonored and I protected the five Pandavas from the house of lack. I killed Rikasa and therefore saved Lord Shiva. I delivered my servant Gajendra. I delivered Prahlad. I protected the coward residents of Raja. So it's so nice how Shastra is, is organized that it gives you these inspirations because here in, in just one sentence is all these pastimes. And what do these pastimes say? The glories of Krishna, the glories of Krishna, the glories of Krishna, which Lord Chaitanya is, is also saying, this is my glory, this is my glory, this is my glory, this is who I am. I am all these incarnations and all these pastimes of Krishna. I've done these pastimes. I had previously had the nectar churned from the ocean. I de delivered the demons and protected the demigods. So probably all these devotees knew the Bhagavatam. And when he says it, it's like Mozart. He had a whole symphony in his mind. He didn't compose sections. He, he had this, we call it Purva Samskara, many, many lifetimes of musical uh, exemplar. And he was such a genius. They said he would think of a past. So a devotee like that, when he says Gajendra, the whole pastime and the meaning and everything comes into their mind and one after another, I killed Kamsa, wow. What a pastime, he killed Kamsa. The scene and the beautiful young boys and everyone is in the audience. And when they bring out Chinura and Mushtika, the best and most fearsome wrestlers in Matara, and these little boys, these, they're just young boys. They're not even 11 or 12 years old, very young boys and so beautiful and so fine, right? Why do they compare Krishna to a lotus? His, you know, the, his skin is like a lotus, it's very soft, it's very fragrant, it's very beautiful. So this, this lotus-like personality and his brother who's exactly the same but a different color. And then all these wrestlers come in I had one beautiful scene in, in Vrindavan. I, I think the most beautiful place in Vrindavan is, most beautiful place in Vrindavan is um, Krishnakun at the foot of Barsana, because it's a place you just can't get to. There's no place, nothing runs through this place. It's the end. So it's, it's always, and, it, and the deep Kund, Radharani's Kund, but, so I was taking devotees there and it's always, and as I was going up, I'm gonna go up the stairs to Mankut here, where the, the glory of Radharani defeating Krishna and the beautiful hill. And, and actually then on the other side, you see Morkutir, these, uh, the four hills of Barsana, it's so beautiful. And when I walked around, I saw the great saint, Ramesh Baba, and Ramesh Baba was, that's where Radhanath Swami, he lived with him. He's really a great saint. 
and there's a television and he's sitting in this, there's like one house by Krishna Kund and it's an open, big open porch with like gates. And he's sitting, he invites us in and they're watching the Krishna stories on TV with all these bridge bossies with you know the smiles without the teeth or the gold teeth and these simple, the most pure people. And we walk in at the scene where Kamsa orders Chinur and Mushtika to come out in the wrestling arena. And then Kamsa is sitting in the stands. And then all of a sudden, Krishna's father's in the stands and he says, Anyaya, Nyaya means logic, Anyaya means not logic or incorrect. He says, Anyaya, Anyaya, this is young boys. And then another person in the stand gets up and says, Anyaya, Anyaya. And then there's like a revolution of people in the, in the, the television show goes from one person, Anyaya, Anyaya, this is unfair. And then Kamsa gets up and he looks around, he's very fair. He says, Anyaya, incorrect. This boy lifted up Govardhan Hill. <laughs> he killed the demon Agasara. He destroyed the Kaliya serpent. Anyaya? Nyaya! Correct! Then it begins. So these people know these pastimes. These are Lord Chaitanya's associates. They're reading the Bhagavatam. When Lord Chaitanya goes to Jagannath Puri and Tota Gopinath Mandir, He's, he's listening to the Bhagavatam every day. He's learning from Gadadhar Pandit. The, they know the Bhagavatam. I killed Kamsa. It was inimical to my devotees that whole pastime. I annihilated the wicked Ravana along with his dynasty. The Ramayana comes in their minds. And, and he's saying, I am this. I lifted Govardhan Hill with my left hand and I chastised the Kaliya serpent. And then they're imagining Krishna dancing on the Kaliya serpent. Initially, he, he's in that, those coils for 48 minutes and, and the residents of Vrindavan because they, when, 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 when Krishna is in the coils of that serpent, all of a sudden there's bad omens and and, and the residents of Vrindavan in their village are just thinking this, this is something auspicious, something must happen for Krishna. We have to find Krishna. And every living entity in the village of Vrindavan went out, where is Krishna? He's in the forest someplace. There's some danger. And like great yogis, neti neti, not this, they're distinguishing between his footprints and animal footprints. And they're going in the forest. And they're trying to find where Krishna is. And it leads him to the Jamuna River. And he's in the coils of the serpent Kaliya and his head, just the top of his head. And the serpent with his many hoods. And then all of a sudden, out of compassion, Krishna busts open and he's on the Kaliya serpent. And he starts putting his feet on the Kaliya serpent. And because Krishna is not the Bara, he's the most expert dancer. Then as he's putting his feet on the Kaliya serpent, he, he, he just begins to dance. And he's, he's just dancing on those serpents. There's a, a, a type of dance in India where you get this big metal plate and you put your 
your uh, hand, your your fingers under the plate, and your palms above the plate, uh, your feet, your feet, and then you move the plate around and you dance, and the plate moves around and spins, and it's very very expert kind of dancing on this plate, and you balance and you spin. So they say that Krishna was like that. And then all the demigods came and all the great musicians came from the heavenly planets. And Indra came with his Vedanga and the different drummers and the Gadarvas singing and the personified Vedas chanting. So all these pastimes, they're, they're hearing. And I chastised the Kaliya serpent. And I taught the process of austerity in Satya Yuga. And I incarnated teach the process of sacrifice in Treta Yuga. I, 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 I incarnated in Dwarpa Yuga to teach everyone the process of deity worship. Even the Vedas do not know how many incarnations I have. I now invented to inaugurate the process of chanting the holy name. I relish devotional service and ecstatic love by inaugurating the Sankirtan movement. Therefore, I have appeared in the age of Kali. This is, I'm, I'm appearing, this Sankirtan move. I'm that same person. All the Vedas and Puranas take, teach everyone to take shelter of me. I reside in the company of my devotees. Then he looks at the devotees with such compassion and love. There is no one more dear to me than you. There is no one more dear to me than my devotees. They are my father, mother, friend, son, and brother. In this frame, I mentioned there's three aspects and one is that relationship. And the impetus for that relationship is the acknowledgement of God's love. His eyes are, are, and his smile are, are, are described as very sweet and moist they express his love for the devotee and he may embrace them or acknowledge them or even more than that, say their name with affection. So he's telling there's no one more dear than my devotees. Although I am fully independent, my activities are also independent. It's my nature to be controlled by my devotees. I am God, I am God, I am God, I am God, and I am controlled by my devotees. And without being controlled with his devotees, he would not be the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He would be impersonal. Because a person, a, a person, if he's imper what is it, what does he's impersonal mean? It means they don't reciprocate love. If you are not moved by the love and sacrifice of another person, there is something wrong with you. There's a psychological problem. And, and, and it can extend to the point of sociopaths that you don't care about anything that a person does. It has no effect on your consciousness. So how can God not be controlled by the love of his devotees? So it is my nature to be controlled by, by my devotees. Why? Because he is the supreme personality of Godhead. 
and he reciprocates the love of his devotees. All of you associate with me birth after birth. I incarnate in this world for your sake. So Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Puritanaya sadunam vanashaya tradushritam. I appear to annihilate the miscreants and protect my devotees. But as Prabhupada aptly puts out, I can appear, I can manifest in so many ways to annihilate the non-devotees, but I actually appear to soothe the hearts of my devotees. Why does Lord Chaitanya appear? It's his devotees who petition him. It's a Dvaita charge in Haridas Thakur. They're worshiping him with the, they're worshiping the Ganga with the water of the Ganga. So know for certain that I do not leave you to stay elsewhere for even a moment. In this way, the Lord mercifully narrated these confidential topics. After the devotees heard him speak, they began to cry loudly. It's such mercy. The object of their love, who is Arta, who is the most value, who is Priya, who is the most dear, who is Nitya, who is eternal, who is real. He acknowledges them and he expresses their love. And it's just so overwhelming. The feelings of mercy are just so overwhelming. When you really receive kindness, you have to cry. When you really receive the Mo Maha Badanyaya, the supreme magnanimity, which is God's love and his mercy, which touches your heart and awakens in you the very thing which you're seeking, which is that feeling of love. As they repeatedly offered obeisance to the Lord, they humbly recited prayers and cried. The house of Advaita became filled with the ecstasy that was previously relished in the town of Nadia. Okay. Jamuna Jaya, any point today that? Yes, Maharaj. Thank you so much for class. Lots of points, particularly the the exchange of love at the end. But I think you you really have a great liner in this one where you said, death is the impetus to make the shift of consciousness from the temporary to the real. And that's like, it, it harkens back to the Monday morning greeting you spoke about a little bit ago when you were walking in the cemetery. And I've there's two cemeteries by me that during the pandemic I've taken to walk in, walking in as well, doing Java. And it really is such a good reminder to be that it's an impetus to not eternalize the wrong thing. So thank you, Maharaj. I like these strong statements. Yeah, to, get, to get that balance between sustaining the pot and not making that your object, your goal in life. Because <laughs> you have to do it. You have to, you have to take what you need and different people have different needs and they have to put their energy there. 
but God has a way of ultimately destroying that. And I, he I heard one, the same Richard Rohr, you know, describe how people at death, they, they kind of get it. And he said, sometimes at the last moment, <laughs> you got to prepare. Prop on his room said, don't think this won't happen to you. To you. Okay. You. Anybody else like this? Hey. Marash, it's you this year. Um, I, I was wondering if you could say a few things, perhaps, as, as we get older, First of all, we practiced our sadhana over more years, so the process softens our heart. But also, as we get older, like you were just saying about what Richard Rohr stated, right, as we get closer to death, as we get older, we get a little bit more sober about the end of life. And as well, life tends to soften our hearts, you know, if we're leaning in that direction. So clearly it's a combination of both, but can you speak from a little bit of uh, your own experience on that? Um, well, a little bit. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, God speaks louder and louder as you get older. <laughs> He, he, he reveals the temporary nature of existence. That's the whole purpose of old age. That's the whole purpose of, of 70. How many more years, right? It just, uh, it, it's just a fact that that's what, and then what happens is, is your world starts to fall apart because the people that are close to you begin to leave also. So in different ways, you see, the Krishna conscious movement was a very artificial thing. As, as Rabindra Sarupu said, the problem with the Hare Krishna movement is that Prabhupada was the only adult. So, you know, we didn't have like a mature body. We did our best. But now it's kind of more mature. So the people that are younger, we saw, I mean, how, how, how um, difficult it was for us this year. We lost um, Bhakti True Swami, Somati Nandana Prabhu, you know, different people leaving, you know, and, and what happens is people that are, per the tragedy is, is, you know, we set up our lives as an eternal thing. That's why when they do condemn household life, it, 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 household life also has its advantages. It's, it's described in Shastra, when you want to cross a raging river, you don't swim directly across because you'll be, you'll you'll be, you know, swept away. So you go with the current and move over close, uh, move over um, gradually to the other side. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole purpose. And the uh, and you're supposed to learn in household life and in the bhakti tradition the affection that you need to actually understand Krishna's pastimes. What is a mother's life love for a child? What is a father's, you know, love for the daughter? What is, you know, you're supposed to have them in a proper society, like a mature experience that gives you some frame of reference. But the illusion of the household life is that this is permanent. 
that this is my eternal abode, these are my eternal associates. So what happens is when you get older, you know, it, 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 you, you clearly see that these fixtures that were in your life are now not there. <laughs> so the whole life is actually sobering, but the real thing, of course, is the Bhagavatam. I, I could just say myself, by Krishna's grace, you know, I'm quite vibrant and healthy for my age. Although Krishna was very kind for me, he, he, he really gave me a, a, an experience of ill health for a few months. And uh, you learn so much. <laughs> okay, thank you, Yudhisthira. Hi, Bo. <laughs> Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Malati, Hare Krishna, yes. Hare Krishna, thank you for class. Uh, one of the points, one of the many points that's really struck me that I'm thinking about a lot is when you shared um, Richard Gore's concept of um, like almost this stage of life is like building the pot and how you build your community, how you manage your house, how you manage your own spiritual uh, practices aren't necessarily maybe the point in and of themselves, but to not lose track of what the pot is meant to hold and the spiritual essence. And I, I'm, I'm gonna sit with that. It took a lot of inspiration from that, thank it, you. It's, it's such a balance, you yeah. know, it's such a balance. Like I said, that example, if you try to cross the river directly before you're ready, you get swept away. But if you just go, go down the river and never try to make a little push across, you never get to the other side. And that's what the article, the movement and the mission, the movement are the, the hierarchical structure that's necessary to car carry the mission. But then there's the mission of going back to Godhead. And Naranjan Swami sent me a quote from the Bhagavatam where they say, you know, the saintly people are so kind that they cross the river of material existence, but they still leave the boat for you. So he gave me a quote from Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur that the boat is the, the mission, <laughs> the movement, the hierarchical structure. You don't take that across to the other side. <laughs> that, that's left here for the other people to come across. See, that, that can't, that's not the mission. The mission is going back to Godhead. It facilitates the mission. Okay, anybody else like to say hello? Or... Hi, Krishna Hare Krishna Maharaj. Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Okay, I hear Kalachandri and Shradhanjali. Hare both. <laughs> Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Brahmatirta here. Hey, Brahmatirta. Hare both. <laughs> Hare both. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Well, let me just Please. say hello to Brahmatirta for a second. Sure. Brahmatirta Prabhu. Uh, yes. Nice to see you. Hi, Bob. Yes. Hi, Bob. Okay. Okay. Bhakti Devi? Yeah. Uh, Maharaj, I love the, um, the analogy about the river, but also um, when you said invest in the eternal and understand the self, which really resonated with me, you know, especially when you think about all the time that you waste on mundane things. Ramanda Brahmate Konya Bhagavan Jeev Guru Krishna Pasadi Pai Bhakti. We're wandering from universe to universe to species of life to species of life until by the mercy of Guru and Krishna we get the Bhakti Lata Beach. 
So it's not just this life, it's unlimited lives. <laughs> we, we're lucky if we're building structures. That's, that's the advanced stage. <laughs> the advanced stage is, okay, let me have a religious life. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anybody else like to say hello? Hey, hi, Bo. I heard that you guys are staying in Colombia and not coming back. <laughs> you can take our apartment, Maraj. <laughs> you, like you look like you're having a blissful time. We are, yeah. Just one thing, make sure, just for the sake of retreats and everything, make sure Shyam Sundri shows you the country club. We've been. We went also, Maraj. It's beautiful. Okay. Okay. Okay, good. Glad we'll see you. Good. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a week. Thank you. Great. You guys. Both. Lucky you guys. <laughs> Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Oh, Hari Bo. So nice to see you. Nice to see you too. <laughs> it's a great pleasure to see you. Wow. So nice. But you're 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 visiting there. You're from Spain, right? You stay in Spain, right? No? No, no Portugal, but I'm stuck here since we met in in India last year. I know, I know. I've been here for now uh, six weeks. Oh I I'm staying in Quiche with my <laughs> you're in the best place if, you, if, you're gonna be in, if you're going to be in that country you're in the best place that's for sure great. nice to see you okay great anybody else Hare Krishna Gumaraj Tota Gopinath here and Kishori Radha Hare Bo good anybody else Hare Krishna Hare Bo Hare Bo Good. Anybody else? Harry Christian Garage, well, Govinda. Okay, I'll see you soon. Narmasaki, Harry Bow. Thank you for the class, wonderful. Okay. Anybody else say hello? Krishna Maharaj. Oh, Harry Bow. Are you you're driving someplace? Now we're uh, in a parking place. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're going to the town today. We're going, no, we are going to the beach. <laughs> oh, right, it's the summer there, right? Yeah. Nice beach? Nice beach. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the class, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Haribo, Haribo. Anybody else? <laughs> Thank you for the nice class, Maharaj. It was wonderful. Hey. Henry, Harry Bo. <laughs> Great to see you, Henry. Good. And one day maybe we'll cross paths again. <laughs> maybe at the Rathiatra at your friend's apartment. Uh, who can say? Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Good. Who else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Gail, how are yeah. you? Yeah, I too, I too like that um, 
river analogy. Where is that from? What, what, which analogy? River, river. That's from a commentary on the verse I'm going to speak to, or speak about at 11 o'clock by His Holiness Radha Govinda Swami. And I don't know where he got it, but it's ah. a great analogy. I, I yes. also lo love that analogy. Yes, it is great. But yeah. I, I also had one other thing I have to say that, you know, I still, you, you gave so many explanations, but I, I still find it so strange that in the height of Mahaprabhu's ecstasy, you know, that he's displaying all eight ecstatic symptoms. And at that time, he chooses to, you know, position himself as God. You know, it seems like so kind of antithetical to the, to the mood, you know. So I just thought that was very curious. Well, I, I just think the way Rasa is that it shifts around and that keeps the river flowing, kind of. So this union, this separation, they don't stay in the Astika Sattvika Bhavs forever either. And when they're describing it, who knows? He could have been that way for like eight hours, but they'll describe it in one verse. <laughs> Okay, anybody else? Okay, I have a good view of so many nice people that came to the class today. Anybody around at 11 o'clock will continue. Hare Krishna. Bunch of couple of trivia stuff.